0: You're listening to the Women of Worth podcast, hosted by me, Audrey Bellis, founder of Worthy Women. We explore what it means to live and lead in integrity as women of worth. We are here today with Chelsea Warner from Happy Period. Chelsea, welcome to the Women of Worth podcast.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So I have to tell you, um, I just love that the name of your company, of your organization is called Happy Period because I don't know anybody (laughs) who thinks of their period and is happy besides me.
1: Yes, it is. I mean, it's it's on purpose to make people either stop and think about it or laugh or just say like, well, that shit doesn't exist. (laughs) So tell
0: us, what is Happy Period?
1: Well, Happy Period is an... It's an organization that I started... Um, And we provide menstrual hygiene kits for anyone that pretty much can't afford it because either they're homeless or they have really low income, living in poverty. Whatever the reason is, we make sure we get you your pads and tampons for your period.
0: Which is a big deal. I'm on the board for Catholic Charities Los Angeles, and we do a lot of work with our underprivileged and our most vulnerable in the community. And when you're homeless, you know, the things that are affected by women and children are diapers. And we've worked with diaper organizations because those are expensive and disposable uh, sanitary products for women because those are oftentimes stolen out of necessity and it's like well what do you do it's a it's a real thing that happens to pretty much everybody
1: Right absolutely i mean there's there are really crazy measures that a lot of women take who are homeless i mean from using products or materials that you definitely should not use down there, from plastic chip bags to oh. socks, layering up, you know, like in their clothes, just free bleeding, you know, not really caring because it's it's just too much. And then, of course, I've definitely talked to women that, you know, admitted to stealing, going out and stealing pads and tampons and making a decision between, you know, their baby's diaper and use or using the diaper as some type of, you know, uh, sanitary pad. So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I don't. I a lot of people definitely don't think about that.
0: And what's interesting about the free bleeding is, oftentimes, especially lately in the media, free bleeding is touted as such a feminist action. And I almost sit here and I go, man, that's kind of a big privilege, Mm -hmm. right? Like the fact that you can sit here and say, I'm willingly choosing to free bleed when so many other people aren't given that option or aren't given opportunities to wash their clothes because they're not in positions where they can do that. It almost has this like crazy stark dichotomy to it.
1: Right. I mean, I don't struggle with that at all, but just again, talking to so many women that, I mean, that's, it's also a survival tactic as far as when you're homeless and you're free bleeding and your clothes are all stained up. So right. when when, they're, when when you have that visual and your clothes are stained up, you know, nine times out of 10, nobody's going to be around you. The men are not going to try to sexually, you know, harass you uh, or rape you. And you know, on top of that, a lot of the women have a mental illness. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Uh, the homeless population, mental illness is, is a huge, huge, huge issue. And, um, yeah, I mean, your dignity is totally just gone. You're not even thinking about, oh, I'm... I'm all stained up and I'm all bloody and, you know, smelly or whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough just thinking about it. Cause I, I just had a conversation with a woman who, who is no longer homeless, but she definitely talked about how that was a normal thing. Like every other month, if she could not get her pads or tampons, you know, you know, she would just, just be running. Yeah.
0: And I think there's a lot of shame around periods, you know, and I kind oh, of yeah. alluded this talking about happy periods and I, I joke that I'm one of the few friends that I have that is totally not ashamed about it and so (laughs) grateful for it. Um, We were talking off air. Even as a child, I distinctly remember my mom giving me, like, one of those vouchers that you used to send away for, and I got, like, a period kit, Mm -hmm. and so it had, like, an assortment of uh, tampons and pads, and I was, like, eight years old, and I knew that I was going to get it, and I'm, (laughs) like, the only person I knew who absolutely was dying for it, because I knew when I got it, that meant I was going to get tits, and I was going to get big ones, (laughs) dad willing, and thank you, Jesus, for the big boobs. We really appreciate it, but... I remember when I got it, I had walked around with that kit for like a year and every my aunts and my cousins used to tease me about it. And sure enough, the minute I didn't have it, I was on a field trip, <laughs> right? And I got my period and I had to call my dad and say, dad, <laughs> no, can you sucks. can you
1: help me with this? Oh man We all have stories like that Oh everybody Yeah And and
0: yet it's not a thing That we talk about And even as an adult Like I have one ovary I lost an ovary In an emergency surgery And as a result My cycle really struggled To regulate Okay And I remember Hmm. Like I was going through Almost early menopause And I hadn't had a period In a really long time And I remember When I finally got it again And my cycle had started To regulate itself Mm -hmm. I was so grateful for it Like the way Somebody who's not Trying to get pregnant and their periods late. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. thank God, it came <laughs> here. You're back. I missed you so much. I apologize for ever doubting oh you. For God. ever talking shit That's about you." That's the only you. time we
1: praise our period. We love our period. We know, like, we're not pregnant. We didn't fuck up. <laughs> it's coming. It's yeah, there. it's coming. I could feel there. it. Oh. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was 11 when I got mine uh, or when I went through menarche. And that's that's another word I tried my best to use more often because a lot of people don't even know what that means or yep. the, the word. They just know menopause. But no, menarche is the establishment of menstruation or the start of a woman menstrual cycle when she first gets her, her, her first period. So... 11 years old, I was pretty prepped for it. I think the main thing I remember was that, you know, as far as how it was told to me, I thought it was a one-time thing. Mm. So after my five days, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Well, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, my cousin or somebody was like, oh, I mean, it gets worse. I'm like, what do you mean it gets worse? Like, there's another one coming, like, next month? and And then after that, like, for the rest of the year, they're like, um... And my grandma was like, "Uh, I still get my period. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs)
0: this is so awful.
1: (laughs) You're going to have this forever, right? So, I mean, that's just horrible news. (laughs) Well, okay, hold <laughs> on. I want to I
0: want to explore this a little more. We had yeah. a previous guest on our podcast, Ann Hodder, who talked about sex positivity and how too oftentimes our early recollections mm-hmm. of sexual experiences or masturbating are when we get caught by somebody and it's a natural thing as children to explore and you're told, that's disgusting, mm-hmm. stop doing that. I feel like the same right. with the period. You know, we're, we're told like, oh, it gets worse. Like,
1: Absolutely, like yes. Like there's no
0: celebration around right. it. Right.
1: man it's it's crazy because I do have memories of just feeling shameful about it or moments where people somebody was like oh that's disgusting nobody wants to see that nobody wants to know that you're on your period and I really I don't I'm not sure where that comes from or just that moment where I'm trying to think of a moment where it, the first time it happened I really I really can't think of it but it's crazy because um, I have a Native American uh, ancestry in my family, and uh, something that I was told was that back in the day, when the women would menstruate, the men would go out and hunt to take care of the food and do everything and take care of them. And the women can ha- they had like a little hut, almost like a sweat lodge type of thing, okay. but it was specifically just for. The women when they had their their periods and they can be in there for, you know, X amount of days and then the men would put food at like where the door was. It's like for a them. celebration of them. Yeah, exactly. And they would just sit there and just relax and celebrate like there were no children in there. And I'm like, we need to get back to this shit. <laughs> because that was more of a celebration of and then just let you do and then of course the men knew what was going on. Everybody knew what was going on, and they knew like this has to happen in order for us to make more babies. But now it's It just seems as if nobody nobody thinks about it and people have forgotten as far as biologically how they get here well yes
0: and I'll tell you what and as adults it happens even in your sexual experiences I can distinctly think of people partners that I've had that were like oh my god you're on your period I'm not touching you right and then
1: partners that I've had that are like I don't care It don't stop nothing but a sentence yes (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: Oh, that is so good! Somebody right? please tweet that.
1: <laughs> no, but um, so it, it does. I feel like it does depend on the person, your partner, and then you being comfortable with who you are, and then you know them being comfortable, and also how they how they were raised. I mean, and common sense. It's like, dude, it's it's just blood, and we're you know, swapping fluids, anyways. Right? We're swapping fluids, and um, uh, come on, it's. I'm sorry, but you you are a big a big baby if you just really get grossed out by blood coming from a vagina. Vaginas are powerful, they they do so much. They they're very, very strong and you're just pissed because something's coming out of it, so it's grossing you out. It's that's that's ridiculous.
0: I agree with you. So okay, give us the origin story of Happy Period. Where did it come yeah, from? Because it's so, a powerful movement and you're doing amazing work for truly our most vulnerable populations. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. So I, I love to tell this all, all the time because, I mean, it's almost as if it happened yesterday. But I was driving. I was headed to work. I was a wardrobe stylist for about, about six years at this time. I'm headed to to a showroom or something. And I got stopped at a red light. And I remember I was in LA at La Brea and Third, um, where there's like a Trader Joe's not too far from, from the Grove. And I noticed this, um, this homeless girl or woman at the corner and she starts to cross the street. And I noticed that, well, she was already pretty exposed. Like she had on like a little tank top and some shorts there. I mean, there definitely weren't regular shorts. They were almost like pajama shorts but could possibly be just underwear but her bottoms were stained in blood like they were really bloody from the front and the back and she was it was broad-ass daylight and I just got tripped out about it because I was on my period that day and it was my first 24 hours so of course I'm cramping bloated probably had diarrhea and all kinds of other stuff because that's just the reality of what a lot of us go through those first 24 hours but I just I became really emotional about it just seeing her in that state crossing the street and I remember like kind of freaking out for a good 10 seconds because I'm looking on the sides of me, seeing if other cars are looking at her, or anybody else are, is, is noticing it. And, and did you,
0: if I can interrupt for a second, yeah. did it dawn on you that she was free bleeding? Because I think, I I don't know that I would have thought that. I think if I would have saw that, the first thing I would have thought is, has this person been sexually assaulted? Or yes. has there
1: been some like major physical trauma? Yes, yes, yes. So all of those, I actually did think about that. But for some reason, automatically, I, maybe because I was menstruating too, I just it automatically was aware. thought of like, oh, she's she either was she's just had her period is on her period or something, you know, because these are definitely like I mean, we all know those those period stains like everybody right. we all go through that like staining up our, our clothes or whatever and then I mean I'd continue to watch her I mean because she she crossed the street and she actually pulled down her bottoms to, to take a poop when she got to the corner to the other side oh yeah. and that's that something yeah <laughs> so and that and that's something I mean the reality of it in especially in, L- in LA when we see the see someone who is homeless I mean we see that all the time where they just kind of go to the bathroom or whatever I mean it's just kind of it's all out there Unfortunately, I feel like we, you know, we're a little desensitized to it visually because, you know, we just keep walking or turn our heads away. But I I did stare at her and I, I, I was actually going to pull over to give her something. But when she, you know, crossed the street and tried to take a poop, you know, she was kind of like making these random movements with herself. So I figured, okay, well, maybe mentally she's not there the whole The whole experience, I mean, it felt like I was at that red light for forever because <laughs> I was just in the moment. Um, uh, but yeah, I had so many questions in my mind, like, where's she going? Where is she coming from? What could she do? What do you do when you're homeless and you have your period? What resources you know, are there? and you know what what can I do? it was it was just a lot of questions I had.
0: And how did that turn into starting Happy Period? So, like, what were the first steps you did? What groups have you partnered with?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I did, I went home and I got on my computer and I just did, I just researched for hours. And I contact a few shelters and then maybe the, like, the next day or so, I don't remember, but one out of the eight that I emailed or called and left a message, one called me back and she was a representative of a shelter um, that has a women's division or women's center in Los Angeles. And, you know, I just asked her a few questions. My, My main question was, what resources, you know, do you have or what do you do as far as, you know, if the Someone who's homeless and they come in and they're they're menstruating. Do you have donations? Do you just give it to them? Do they have to be part of your program in order to receive this? And she told me like she was like, listen, we are more than likely to get donations of toothbrushes and toothpaste and even razor blades for the men to use to shave than we would get for pads and basic
0: hygiene stuff.
1: Yes, and and I said, whoa, that's crazy. Like you don't have what's in your pantry or your 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 donation bin or closet or whatever. And she was like, I'm. I mean we rarely don't get this stuff I, I don't think there's anything in there right now to be honest right. with you and I you know and I said okay well well, what if someone like you know what because I was getting a little frustrated with her but not with her personally directly but just with the what experience. she was telling me yeah and the whole experience and so you know my the last thing I asked her I said well, okay if someone's bleeding and they run in your office or whatever, they're homeless, they come in and they need it. Like, what do you do? What's the first thing that will more than likely happen? And she said, honestly, more than likely I, or, you know, one of my colleagues, one of us, we would just have to go in our purses and give it to them because that's, The reality of They just don't get Donations of at all
0: Which is interesting Now that I think about it When I've worked with nonprofit groups I'm trying to think How many times When you're given a list Of like Here's what we need Active donations for I don't
1: think I've ever seen Feminine hygiene products Right I mean and um, she also shared that they are not required by by law or as far as with with their budget to list that as you know something that they have to provide you know like it's different with water I mean their operations duh but of course the supplies and what they need you know water and food and uh, supplies as far as if they have beds or whatever but pads and tampons? No, definitely not on the list and it's not required for them to have. So um, with that information, I mean, I took all of that and I emailed all my girlfriends, um, all of my really close friends and I told them what I saw that day. I told them about the conversation I had with, you know, the woman from the shelter. And in in the email, you know, I told them, I was like, I want to do something, but guess what? I really don't want to give the shelter any money. Right. Um, You want to do it in product. Yeah, I wanted wanted to do it in product and I wanted to do it directly. So trying to figure Figured that out still. So I had a friend who works with uh, the hashtag Lunch Bag organization, and she told me, like, "Hey, we're we're gonna do something with uh, with passing out lunches this weekend. You know, you're welcome to come by, and you know, if you want to do something with us, like, cool." And just brainstorming with her a little bit, um, and another friend, another girlfriend. Um, you know, we. I was thinking, like, I want to be able to give out kits or give out physical products. Like, what's the best thing? And um, I want to say that that following weekend was the first happy period gathering. You know, I just told all my girlfriends that I emailed to show up. Everybody showed up oh, that I was listening to the email. And we all brought – everybody brought products. We, you know, we if we had money, we just went out and bought some more stuff. And then my mom came up with the idea to – put everything in the kit so the happy period kit has pads tampons wipes panty liners even which are really really important yeah. uh underwear and soap
0: oh interesting and then do you break it down by like sizes like here's a bag with large underwear small underwear medium yeah yeah underwear, i mean we,
1: we we really try our best because we tell people i mean it's all donation based so we tell people like hey like we don't discriminate so from extra small to double xl whatever with the yeah. underwear sizes we try our best to go by request so even with the kits with the underwear we know we'll ask them like what size do you wear what size do you need or is this right. size okay with the product though yeah we have regular pads all the way to up heavy. to super <laughs> well yeah and same thing with the panty liners too yeah it's really important and the tampons yeah
0: Okay. So are you working with brands right now that are contributing? And if so, what's on your list of people that you want to meet? And how can people organize these meetups?
1: And are you currently only in LA? First thing is, yes, there are a lot of brands who are either in the startup stage still, or they're kind of a little bit out of that, that are very supportive where they donate, they sponsor off and on. It's pretty it's pretty tough. Not the big boy brands like people will think, because people automatically say like, oh, are you with Kotex or with Tampax? And I'm like, no, that that is actually a little... A bit it's actually much harder than what you think it is and you know they don't donate to small organizations like like me, believe it or not. But it's you know the the Thinks for sure. Thinks period panties, they've always been there. They've been Supportive since number one, like before I was even a five or one C three, amazing. They were already on board and helping me out. And then you have smaller organic tampon companies like the Cali Boxes, and then you have some menstrual cup companies that are a little, you know, coming on board finally. And a um, cup is a fascinating thing. I mean, yes, you know, even
0: like <laughs> even with my friends, it's a discussion whether like. You're using the cup or you're not and yeah you know, yeah like, well
1: we don't the thing I want to say about the cup is we will donate the cup by request especially if they you know if they ask for it or if the shelter lets us know that somebody wants a cup or is down for a cup but we don't put the cups in our kits because
0: and they're expensive
1: they are expensive but not even that it's 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 more of a health issue it's it's a risky thing because a lot of the the people that we give to they don't have access to running water so they' don't, they're not able Got to clean it. out the cup like we are so giving them a cup will actually hurt them more than it would yeah, help bacteria them. feeding absolutely okay. so it's um but I mean, as far as Happy Period, I mean, we've we've grown to 10 chapters across the country. And that just started from from doing it in L.A. and then my friends traveling and me kind of traveling all over the place and just doing a volunteer event every time I went somewhere else. And that's how, you know, it just kind of just grew from there and word of mouth and social media. I mean, social media is the blood of Happy Period. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And can anybody start up a chapter? by connecting with you yeah yeah yeah. so I mean the the way the model is now I mean yeah it's made for you to do the same thing do exactly you know what I did get together with your friends your girlfriends um, your network and everybody bring donations and you know it's hands-on work so you can go to the website hashtag happyperiod.org and the link is totally there for you to start a chapter, become a fundraiser. And yeah, anybody can do it. Anyone who wants to get involved, this is the easiest thing you could do to get involved.
0: That's incredible. And OK, you mentioned the website. Where mm-hmm. else can people find
1: you to support this mission? Social media everywhere, basically. <laughs> We're on Facebook and Instagram as uh, we are happy period. And we are also on Twitter as uh, happy period org. I'm pretty hands on with with the Instagram and the Facebook. And then um, I wanted to mention all of the chapters that we have now in the other cities, they also have Facebook pages.
0: Phenomenal. And so this podcast is the Women of Worth podcast for women Mm -hmm. who live and lead in integrity. And I truly feel that you are absolutely not just living in integrity, but helping other women lead by providing an opportunity for them to give back in a very feasible way that makes an immediate difference. Because too often we hear about women that are like, And I struggle with this myself sometimes where you spend service hours and you go, Mm -hmm. am I making a difference? But you're making a real difference in other women's lives immediately. So for our audience, what does it mean to you to be a worthy woman or a woman of worth? Oh, this is so deep.
1: (laughs) I feel like this is uh, when I'm getting an award for, I don't know, some type of humanitarian shit. It is humanitarian (laughs) shit. This is some good work you're doing. Uh, Well, I mean, I I just, I don't think about it. I just, I just do it. So, I mean, it's, it, it does feel good. It, it has brought me tremendous amounts of happiness. I mean, that's that's something I tell people all the time. Um, I'm really happy doing with it, doing it, even in the struggle. I mean, I just want to spread. I think th- the reason is, I it's because I just want to spread the message of create whatever it is that you wish existed like, in that moment. I wanted. I was mad. I was pissed, and I was like, "This is an issue. This is a problem." But I'm not gonna wait for someone else to give me permission or tell me how to help. I'm just gonna mm. do it myself so
0: i love that thank you i love that and that's it right we can't wait for other people to (laughs) give us permission when we see an injustice it is our duty to do something about it yvette and i so yvette uh runs our is our vp of operations for Mm -hmm. worthy women and we also co-host the brown girls rising podcast and she mentioned this on a previous podcast but it was something to the extent of Seeing an injustice and doing nothing about it is the same thing as committing the injustice yourself. Right.
1: Absolutely, I totally feel like that's that's true. So maybe, and and that's this is my life's purpose. And I've always been the type of person where if I see something happening, I mean, I can admit like I bullied the bully in school. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you're not, a go- you're not about to do someone else wrong. And, you know, I'm not about to, you know, see this and just let it ride. No, I mean, because the person you never know what people are going through. So you have to get involved in some way. If that is your true calling, if you feel something about it, I mean, do something.
0: I love that. That is fantastic. Chelsea, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. No, this
1: is fun. I can talk this all day. <laughs> well,
0: we certainly can. And in the summary, we will link to everywhere that people can find you and how they can get involved to support Happy Period. I'm Audrey Velas, and this has been Women of Worth.